0: What is Off the Groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack.
1: Off the Groove
0: with Scotty Dubler. Back for another episode of Off the Groove. In the flat track news, San Jose Indoor ran last weekend. Jared Meese took the win, Mikey Rush second, Kel Kochman third. That is one indoor race that I must see, hopefully next year. Flat Out Friday, racing tonight up in La Crosse, Wisconsin. More on the X Games. The flat track will be inside the U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday afternoon this July. I'm looking forward to seeing the track inside the stadium as it will be an all-new vibe for flat track. Although I haven't seen any racing, I'm still getting my flat track fixed by watching some riders' vlogs. I love all of it. Team MJGR, Alicia Lewis, which is Johnny Lewis's wife, Colby Carlisle, and Amber Texter, who is Corey Texter's wife. Speaking of Texter, he's been doing some Q&A on his YouTube channel. You can send your questions to him via Facebook. Enjoying my last week of freedom before I get busy again. This Thursday I'll be at a short track race in Little Rock, Arkansas on the way down to our next national in Texas. Our next guest has some momentum after a second-place finish in Atlanta. He is the winningest active rider in our sport.
1: Hello. Who,
0: who's, is, this, is this the king of cool, Kenny Coolbeth?
1: This is him. How you doing?
0: Man, I'm, I'm good. What, what are you doing down there in Florida? Enjoying the sun?
1: Actually, it's uh, a little chilly today. I'm uh, kind of putting off riding until uh, till it warms up. It's like 65 out, so oh, like 70 is good for me.
0: You poor thing, 62 out degree. You know, I think I think everywhere else in the country has snow, and you're down there complaining about 62. So now I, now yeah. I know why you moved to Florida.
1: Yeah, yeah, you get soft quick when you uh, move down here. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: No kidding. I, I I just can't believe I'm talking to the uh, the 1994 Rookie of the Year, three-time Grand National champion, winner of 36 Grand Nationals, 39 second places, 29 thirds, 352 main events, and 25 years as a pro. Uh, Kenny, I don't even know what to say after that. Those, those numbers are phenomenal, and, and I just appreciate you taking time to talk to me here on Off the Groove.
1: Yeah, it's been uh, been a good career. It's uh, you know uh, everything I have right now is because of racing, and uh, I take it serious. So it's uh, it's uh, it was fun, and uh, it still is fun. You know, there's been some ups and downs, but uh, it's racing. You know, you live and learn, and it makes you stronger. A lot of people hate their job, and uh, I love mine, so that's good.
0: That is a good thing. I mean, if if you can live your life, you know, throwing a leg over a motorcycle and making a living out, I think you got to be pretty, uh, pleased by that. So just how hard was it to make the decision to hang up the leathers and hang up the steel shoe at the end of the year?
1: Uh, you know what? It's, uh, you know, when it's time, I guess I, I really didn't think much about it. You know, I actually, last year I was planning on retiring after last year, but, uh, the season that, uh, that I had, I couldn't go out that way. So, uh, it's one of those things, you know it's uh, like I tell everybody it's it's not uh, not that I, I I can't do it anymore. it's just it's just time, you know it's uh, like the numbers speak for themselves, like you said, and uh, you know I've accomplished way more than uh, certain people will. so uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool
0: yeah i guess so let's uh let's just jump right into it i want to i want to get to know kenny coolbeth a little bit more for the fans that uh, you know don't know the backstory so uh kenny where where were you born
1: i was born in connecticut and uh moved to florida roughly probably four years ago now i moved down here with my wife and uh you know my my family kind of kind of were all over the place my parents actually bought uh Lot of land down here so they're down here now and uh, my sister's down here now so the whole family's down here and uh, it's it's good the wife uh, mrs. Connecticut actually is in Connecticut right now and uh, visiting family but uh, but it, it's good you know it's uh, Connecticut was nice in the summer fall but this time of year it's it's uh, winter is is terrible up there so uh, I'll take this 62 degrees.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and you're and you're complaining about it. I'll I'll I'm gonna give you a hard time about that for a long time. So uh, tell me about the first time you ever rode a motorcycle.
1: Oh man, first time I ever rode a motorcycle, it was at uh, like some park. I remember it was a uh, JR50 Suzuki, and uh, I remember my dad, you know, kind of kind of running me through everything and uh, telling me to you know, throttles here, brakes here. And uh, I remember him running, running behind me, uh, you know, kind of holding on to my shirt. And uh, from then on, you know, I picked it up pretty quick right there, and here we are now. It's, uh, it's, uh, it was pretty cool, you know, to, for my family to uh, sacrifice quite a bit coming up through, uh, you know, my uh, career. It's pretty cool, so I owe it a lot to them.
0: What about your first experience on a motorcycle made you realize you wanted to ride a motorcycle for a living?
1: Oh man i guess i guess uh, the first time that I, I wanted to uh you know race motorcycles professionally and and it's like when you first start making money it's like hey you can uh you can make money if you're smart and uh you know do the work uh during the week and in the office you know obviously it doesn't come easy off the track too so it's uh it's a lot of work uh you know gathering up sponsors you know learned a lot learned a lot and uh it's uh like i said it's been great
0: what uh did you have any racers or riders that you looked up to when you were younger
1: i did i remember going to syracuse new york obviously it was uh close somewhat close to connecticut and we went there for the nationals and uh you know remember sitting on the on top of the camper in turn 1 watching everybody and uh you know Bubba schober was always my um always my idol really you know I had his poster up in up in my bedroom and uh he was awesome to watch and for him to uh go road racing and, and to accomplish what he did there was pretty cool too so Bubba Schrober would probably be my first uh first pick yeah
0: yeah I, I would have to agree with you. he was he was awesome to watch are there are there any racers that worked with you to make you the racer that you are today
1: Uh, you know what, uh, there are certain people, they didn't actually work with me, but I learned a lot from them, from riding with them. Um, Roger Durkee, you know, he, uh, grew up racing with him, and, uh, back in the day, man, we, 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 uh, had some battles up in, uh, you know, Binghamton, New York, uh, Schenectady, New York, all those local races during the, during the years, and, uh, him, uh, you know, Jason Fletcher, you know, grew up with him, and, uh, rode with him raced with him quite a bit and but uh nobody that really kind of took me under the wing and uh fed me information i just pretty much watched and learned and uh learned from the, my mistakes
0: that's good stuff do you remember your first race
1: i do i do it was uh in new hampshire um way back when and uh i don't even know what year it was i was i think i was like four years old three and a half, four years old, and, uh, I was on my JR 50, um, was pretty nervous, you know, it's, uh, I remember, I remember going out and, uh, for, for the main event and, uh, you know, I, I probably got lapped probably five times in, in, you know, <laughs> three laps, so it's, uh, it was one of those things, you know, it, it, it didn't bother me, you know, I kept on, uh, after that, it pretty much was full, full bore ahead and, you know, my parents, uh, parents were all in too so my dad was racing back then as well so uh you know once i really got going and got to like the 80s and stuff like that my dad kind of kind of quit and uh kind of focused on on my deal
0: is the reason you got into flat track because your dad was racing
1: yeah yeah pretty much i grew up at a racetrack so uh it's it was one of those things you know you watch your dad you want to be like him so uh it's uh I guess it uh, worked out. I guess you know it. It, it was good. Good to uh, meet people and uh, and uh, grow up around the racetracks.
0: Do you remember your first Grand National win? And and uh, what are your thoughts from that day?
1: Yeah, it took me a while. I, I forget what year it was. I should know all this. You should ask Jared Mees. He'd know. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, it was a Toyota Downs. I remember. And the funny thing is it's uh that place That place did a lot for me uh, uh Downs is uh is special to me cuz I won my first national there and I won my first championship there in '06. so that was uh that place is pretty cool to me uh it came down to uh the last race with Chris Carr in 06 for the championship so yeah Ayala Downs was my first win first na- first grand national championship you know
0: that was awesome that was actually back in 2002 uh, you know i'm a numbers and stats kind of guy so i love keeping track of all that stuff and i got more stats for you a little later on in the, in this interview but uh, my first memory of Kenny Koolbeth was in the early 90s ronnie jones is actually the promoter of the oklahoma city half mile and, and i helped him out you know we we i helped him with the hay bales and my dad you know spread the calcium chloride and at some point I ended up working turn number three with my grandparents and, and uh, I was standing there in turn number three and they actually had a 600 support class. Yep. And, and, uh, this, this little skinny guy came flying by us going into turn number three. And I don't even think you even, you barely cracked the throttle, laying it, you know, sliding so far over into turn number three. And the RPMs actually picked up. It reminded me of what the sounds like at Lima, but you were doing it on a clay half model, Oklahoma city. And uh, had number 32 U on it, and I'll never forget that day, Kenny. You were just hauling the mail. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's uh, I don't know. It, it just uh, I just picked it up. You know, uh, it's I don't know. It's it's one of those things. You know, especially on the groove tracks, it was. uh, That's like my forte on the on the groove tracks. cushion tracks, I struggle at a little bit. You know, kind of kind of don't unplug enough, I guess. Which is which is all right, I guess, but. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a good ride. It's uh, I've been places that a lot of places or a lot of people won't won't ever get a chance to go. So, uh, you know, uh, Oklahoma City, that track was always uh, always one of my favorite tracks to go to, and uh, it's a bummer that we don't go there anymore.
0: Yeah, it's actually torn completely down. You can actually still see where the racetrack is, but the grandstands are all gone, and it's it's just it just sits there, and it's so sad. I hate driving by our fairgrounds here in Oklahoma City. So uh, let's talk about some of your previous seasons, 2006, 2007, 2008, three years in a row, back-to-back Grand National Champion. Is there one season that sticks out more than others, and if so, why? And It doesn't have to be one of those three seasons I just mentioned, but is there one season that sticks out in your head more than others?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think 09 because I was leading the championship going into Springfield, um, you know, uh, and that week prior to Springfield, I actually actually broke my scapula and shoulder and uh, I remember to this day, you know, not telling anybody, you know, like, you know, the team or nothing, you know, just showing up at the racetrack saying, don't be a sissy, just ride, you know. And, of course, it had to uh downpour that day the day before, and the track was just so gnarly and uh you know, obviously couldn't hold on, so after practice couldn't ride and uh I think uh that was like two races to go or something and uh or something like that. it was crazy and i I missed it missed the championship by one point, and uh pretty was pretty bummed out about that, so that was the one season that kinda kind of sticks in my head but uh, obviously 06 does too you know with the uh, with the first championship um uh, was uh was really cool with uh, you know first year on the factory harley davidson team and uh first year we uh won the championship so that was that was pretty cool
0: yeah i'd have to say i'd have to agree with you and i actually didn't even know that story that you got hurt Uh, i don't remember you ever being hurt uh in our sport and and i just remember you being at every race i've ever been to i think and and uh i just man i just love it
1: yeah yeah oh nine was tough it was tough jared beat me i think by i don't know not much so uh it just uh kind of kind of bummed me out but uh hey you got to stay healthy during the season and, uh, do your training and stay healthy. So, uh, he did, I didn't.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about some of the mechanics you've worked with. I'm not going to ask you to pick a favorite cause I don't, I don't believe in doing that, but is there one mechanic that sticks out to you? And if so, why?
1: Oh man, there's a lot of people that I've worked with. Uh, I guess, uh, Dennis Hound, you know, he was an old, old grumpy guy. Uh, and, uh, but man, did he know how to, Make a XR 750 run, and uh, you know, obviously worked. With, he was with Will Davis, you know, prior to to when we uh, when I when I worked with him. So uh, I guess Dennis Town, you know, it was uh, kind of sticks to my sticks in my head, and uh, obviously, you know, Dave Atherton too. You know, he uh, he's been with me off and on last probably five or six years. So it's uh, he's he's he sticks in my head as well.
0: So we saw the struggle last year, and you publicly said that it was kind of a waste of your time. Uh, what was the hardest part for you to deal with?
1: Losing. You know, it's uh, uh, it, it sucked. It was terrible for me to, for uh, to stay mentally strong, and uh, for me for me to even you know not want to go to the races during the weekend. It, it that's pretty bad because I love racing my motorcycle, and uh, you know, mentally it was draining. It's uh, it was tough, but uh, hey, you live and learn, and uh, you make it makes you stronger.
0: What did you learn from last year?
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, you know, it it made me mentally stronger, and uh, but uh, learn, I don't know. It's uh, not to ride an XG, I guess. You know, the bikes that we uh, they were they were providing us with were not even close to uh to compete with any of it you know we were we were struggling to make main events so i don't know the the grass isn't always greener on the other side that's what uh that's uh how you got to look at it it might sound good but uh you know it's uh there's a lot of salesmen out there <laughs>
0: Well, you had a lot of success riding for the factory Harley-Davidson just uh, didn't, didn't unfold for you last year. So let's talk about the transition from the factory Harley XG750 and your move over to Team Nyla. Uh, how did all that come about, and when did that deal firm up?
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy because, uh, you know, obviously I wasn't happy last year. So uh, I actually started, started kind of picking around uh, the pits, you know, uh, Probably four or five races into it already. You know, I, I already tried to, you know, starting to line up stuff because as you know, you have to start pretty quick or everything's everything's used up. So uh, so uh, kind of kind of was talking to Dave Atherton and uh, he's like, man, let's uh let's just ride XRs. You know, uh, in 2018, I I have a couple and uh, he's got a couple. So uh, we uh we're actually gonna ride XR 750s with with John Weiss, Team Nyla, you know, with the backing of them. So uh but uh John actually bought a FTR Indian just just to have collect and uh obviously uh Johnny Lewis actually wrote it in Texas for those guys and um and uh did really well. So John's like, Wow, we should, you know, consider, you know, going to Indian and uh as, as, as the year went on that, uh, we, we kind of agreed on the Indians, you know, so it was a lot less work, a lot, uh, for, for Dave to, to upkeep on the things. And, uh, it was, uh, so it all came about and, uh, you know, uh, this, this past winter, it was, uh, you know, I flew up there and had a meeting with John and, uh, you know, everything worked out good. So, uh, you know, uh, it's, uh, one of those things you know you just have to you have to get your ducks in a row and I told them that uh, you know I I wanted to win races I don't want I want it to be you know legit if we we don't have the funds or or you know the the equipment to win races then I'd rather stay home and uh, you know John Weiss said whatever it takes for us to win or whatever you want we will get so uh, that ensured me that, uh, you know, right there, that uh, we were on the right page. And, uh, you know, uh, John Weiss, Nyla, they're just great people, and uh, it's uh, they've given me a lot this year.
0: I love it. I love it, Kenny. It's uh, good stuff for sure. So some of the other teams out there have the ability to switch to, you know, ride a Yamaha, an XR, or an Indian, or even an XR and an Indian. Um, You're one of those teams where I I think you have a choice to ride, you know, a couple different bikes. Like you just mentioned, you have some XRs and you got some Indians. Are you going to be riding the Indian the entire season?
1: I am. I have commitments to uh, Indian motorcycles uh, that uh, I have to ride the Indian all year um, and some dealers that are helping me out. So, uh, yeah, I'm committed to uh, the FTR all year, and, uh, you know, I don't see – I don't see any weaknesses of uh, of the bike. You know, the XR is uh, obviously proven in the past, but uh, I think this thing's pretty much. You know, I think it's actually better. You know, it's uh, way more reliable, obviously, and uh, the XRs are just pushing the limits. So, uh, so yeah, it's uh, we're we're sticking with the FTRs. You know, the the guys from Indian are uh, helping out, and uh, we're committed.
0: Tell me about the first time you, you threw your leg over the FTR 750. Uh, we've heard a lot of other people describe the feeling. What was your feeling the first time you rode one?
1: Man, it, it's crazy. Like the first time I I rode it, I got got on it. You know, rode it rode it to the track. I'm like, man, this thing's like it's like electric. You know, just uh, really smooth power transition and. Uh, you know, it didn't take me long to uh, to really feel comfortable on it. You know, we really really didn't do much to it. We got the suspension done, and uh, that's pretty much it. You know, Dave obviously put his uh, little touches on it and, uh, you know, uh, for the miles stuff. We got some stuff going on, but uh, really it's, it's turnkey and uh, ride the thing.
0: Let's talk about the 2018 season. Uh, I, I've seen videos before of how hard you train. Are you training just as hard? I know it's your final year. You've made that de- you know made that decision, and that came out just recently. But are you training just as hard for this year as you ever have before?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I am. You know, like I said, I'm uh, I'm as soon as I get off the phone, I'm going riding. So uh, I I think uh, mostly I'm, I'm on the motorcycle more right now instead of like phys- the physical training you know, it just does way more for me to be on a motorcycle than to go for a cycle or go, go to the gym. So been riding a lot. And, uh, you know, mentally, uh, you know, I've been watching videos, which I never, never did in the years past. You know, it's uh, just watching videos of Jared last year and, you know, just kind of kind of studying a little more, which, you know, any little bit helps. And, you uh, you know, mentally, mentally, I feel I'm, I'm pretty good this year. So, uh, I just need to, uh, really, like I, like I tell everybody, if, if you're having fun, have good people behind you and, and, you know, enjoy being around them. It's, uh, you'll do good. You know, the, the, your mental status is, uh, is, is key. So, uh, and I feel, I feel like we can win races, you know, it's, uh, We've uh, we proved ourselves uh, last weekend at Atlanta, and uh, wish I got off the line with Jared there, just so, just uh, right behind him or maybe ahead of him, see what uh, see what I could have done with him. But you know, hats off to the guy. He 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 stepped it up like crazy, crazy in a couple couple years. You know, it's uh, it's amazing. I hung out with him uh, over the winter and rode with him quite a bit, and uh, the way he approaches stuff is is just amazing and uh it's it's pretty cool that uh that we get to ride ride with each other in the winter and uh and hang out so yeah it's it's, uh it's cool
0: you you mentioned you're watching a lot of videos are you watching the NBCSN broadcast and and or you you have another way to watch these races you watching fans choice the replays or what what kind of videos are you watching
1: yeah I'm watching the replays the last year you know uh of uh you know the the tracks obviously you know the just uh just trying to take it all in, seeing it seeing if I can get any little edge there and uh and it's crazy that I've never done that, you know, in the years past, you know, like you see all the moto guys every after every practice they're watching, you know, the video and uh you know, so so kinda kinda doing that a little different and uh it, it seemed to help me the other weekend in Atlanta, you know, with the, the track there I remembered last year was uh was a weird shape and was having trouble with that so uh kind of looked at some videos before i left and and kind of got a got a mindset what what i needed to do
0: i don't want you to give away all your secrets but what is one thing you're looking for in those videos
1: well like i said jared jared had a dominant season last year so kind of watching what he's doing and uh how he, you know, where he goes on the racetrack, and how his bike works, and obviously we're on the same motorcycle now, and uh, you know what gear he starts off in, so stuff like that, you know, it's just, uh, just little things. It's, uh, it all adds up, and you know, it's, uh, you need every little bit of edge, especially with that guy.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree with you 100% on that. So I know, I know it's kind of hard to do when you're at the track because. Depending on where you're pitted, you can't always see what's going on. And then when you get off the you know, off the motorcycle, you have to make changes to the bike and and do other things. So I think going back and watching the videos is a great idea. I, lo- I love what you're doing there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's good. We obviously watch the racetrack and what it's doing, and you know where if they water and stuff like that. But like to watch, go and watch, you know, a heat race, we we pretty much have to be in staging anyway. So it's it's kind of tough. to to watch them at on race day. So yeah, it's, uh, it's good, you know, just, uh, trying to, trying to make the best of it.
0: Let's talk about 2018. Uh, you've announced that this is your final season. I love what you're doing with your number plates. You just announced it right before the Atlanta race. Each front number plate is going to have a unique background Tell us how all that came about, and you're going to sell each one of those. You're going to autograph it and sell them. So, how did you come up with that idea, and how can people participate in that?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Actually, it was Tim from Pro Plates. He makes all my number plates, and you know he knew it was my last year, and he wanted to generate a little, you know, travel money um, to to get me there. And uh, he came up with the idea. Tim from Pro Plates has done so much for me. You know in the in the past and and this year already you know it's crazy like all my autograph sheets all my t-shirt designs all my number plates all my graphics and stuff like that it's uh he's a pretty cool guy and uh i appreciate what he does but uh yeah he came up with the number play idea and uh you know he's like i think he can make a you know a couple hundred bucks here and there you know just some eating money or gas money just to get to the races and uh you know, I'm like, all right, let's roll with it, and uh, it's it, it's a pretty cool idea. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully it takes off, and you know, it's uh, obviously on social media. Everybody can go on Facebook and uh, on my Facebook page, and and you know, bid. I think it's uh, Sunday, Sunday after or the day after the race. I think at at midnight or something. I think uh, my wife's got it going on that it closes and it's to the highest bidder.
0: So the Atlanta plate's already been sold yes it has okay well i'm gonna have to get faster on the trigger if i'm gonna you know <laughs> take home these plates and put it on my collection so uh i'll keep an eye on that on your facebook page let's talk about daytona a little bit anything special about that day that sticks out and were you happy with the results
1: yeah yeah i was happy with the results obviously i do not do good at tts and uh you know but uh we did some testing and stuff prior to that and uh I think I just the bike just suits me really well I think uh anywhere we go even like my worst tracks I, i'm I'm gonna do fairly fairly good so uh it's uh no not really Daytona was uh was a success obviously I wish i i wa I was shooting for a top five finish but uh ended up eighth. and uh I'll take it and uh now we got uh got some good races that uh, I do good at and you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully get some points and have a little
0: fun. Let's talk about Atlanta a little bit. The uh, the track was really fast and and a little bit different from Saturday to Sunday. I mean, you you'd qualified up there around second in the first session, and then I looked down and and Meese was back in 11th. Uh, I think if the race would have ran on Saturday night, the results could have been a whole lot different. Do you agree with that?
1: Uh, it's hard to tell. That guy, like I said, that guy. If you think he's struggling, he's going to pull something out and uh, and figure it out. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to tell. You know, uh, all those guys, uh, Brian and Brad, and they all qualified fairly well the second day. So they must have figured something out. And um, it's hard to tell if if the outcome would, would have been different. But uh, it, it's crazy, you know. Like you said, Jared qualified 11th, and it's like, man – you know we got a we got a pretty good shot at it, and uh, he pulls he pulls the whole shot and takes off. so it's uh, it's one of those things you never uh, never over till it's over.
0: did the did the rain delay affect you or the bike setup?
1: No, we pretty we didn't do much. the The track got actually the second day uh, Sunday during the day. obviously, the track was slicker. Um, we did a few little uh, adjustments, but other than that, that's it.
0: I got you. So we're going to Texas next. And I'm, you know, the motorcycle ended up on the podium last year, and and you're going to be behind the handlebars this year. And I'm expecting a podium, if not a win, down there. Uh, I see you as more of a groove track rider. Are you really looking forward to Texas?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I wish uh, we didn't have these couple weeks off. You know, got some momentum going, but uh, it's a track that uh, I excel at, and I need to kind of work on my starts. My starts have been terrible, and uh, I need to kind of kind of focus on that and uh, get off. You know, at least top two and uh, see what happens. But last year, it was pretty good. You know, in the beginning, it wasn't that great, but as the uh, you know groove developed and stuff, it it uh, it was pretty good. So. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the whole whole season, really. you know it's uh, not not any particular race that uh, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the whole season and uh, it should be it should be a fun one.
0: Are there any goals that you have set for yourself for the 2018 season?
1: You know what? Uh, obviously, I want to win the championship. I want to uh, I want to go out on top like Scotty Parker style. So uh, so that's my goal. It's a high goal but uh you know, if you don't have goals, then you have n- nothing to shoot at so uh that's my goal and uh really have fun you know that's 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 my goal have fun last year, like you said it it, it was tough and uh you asked me earlier if there's anything that uh that I learned and uh I learned that you have to have fun it's uh it's it's one of those things that help you helps you mentally and uh, so. Yeah, it should be a good year for me.
0: If the stars line up just right and you win your fourth championship, would you would you even consider coming back next year?
1: Uh, no, you know a couple people have asked me that, and it's like I've made up my mind. Um, that would be the icing on the cake for me, you know, to uh, to go out that way. But uh, that's, uh, that's 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 some high goals, and uh, you know, so yeah, no, my mind is set up, and uh, you know. I'll be. Uh, I'll still watch and hang out probably here and there. So uh, you'll see me around.
0: So what's next for you? I, I, I know we've talked. Uh, we talked at Atlanta, and you, you said you've you kind of started your own business. Can you elaborate on what you're going to do after Flat Track?
1: Yeah, actually, like three months ago, my wife and I bought. Uh, we're uh, actually a Spectro distributor for all of Florida Spectro oils all of Florida and uh, lower half of Georgia so uh, we've been kind of messing around with that we have a barn out back full of oil and um, one day a week I uh, dedicate you know the whole day to to delivering oil and uh, you know it's really doing good it's uh she she does all the office stuff and takes up the slack because because uh, I told her that you know I'm concentrating on racing and I'll give her one day one day a week and uh, she takes up the slack, does her thing, and uh, it's working out good. We're not even trying, and we're doing really well. So its uh, I wanted to kind of ha- establish something when I was racing still and uh, see how it goes, and uh, it seems to be going well. specter Oil has been a longtime sponsor of mine, and uh, they still are. And uh, this deal came about, and we jumped on it, and, it, and it's been good.
0: Is she your boss?
1: She's my boss. That's for sure.
0: There you go. There you go. That's a good answer right there. You know how to answer that one. So, so the next one is actually a question from Graham, which is Kathy Dubler. She's, I uh, said, I think she's the biggest flat track fan that I know for sure. She loves all you racers, and and her her question is, what is the biggest change that you've seen in flat track over your twenty five year career?
1: Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I would say, you know, TV coverage. Obviously, the last couple of years we've uh, we've had some TV coverage. You know, right before I came in was the Camel Camel Pro Series, and you know, I think they had a TV package back then. But uh, now with AFT, they're doing a great job uh, promoting us riders and and all the events and you know, American Flat Track. It's uh, it's pretty good because uh, you know, TV obviously costs a lot of money and uh it all costs a lot of money so it's uh i would say tv that's a huge thing that we have
0: great answer now it's time for our rapid fire questions with kenny coolbath jr actually i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a curveball at you so uh, a little birdie told me that that they that uh kenny coolbath doesn't like his nickname is that true
1: (laughs) that is true that is true but uh you know it's all good. Uh, a good man gave that gave that nickname to me, and uh, it'll stick with me forever, probably. So it's
0: good all right. Well, well, King Kenny was taken, you know by uh, Kenny yeah. Roberts. so i think I think we had to go with something, but i'm not I'm not taking credit. Or I'm not going to not deny who uh, gave you the nickname. i I know it wasn't me, so uh, I just <laughs> stuck with it. I, I love it and and you' always yeah. be the king of cool to me. So it's time for the it's rapid park. Who is the uh, fat who's a fast up and coming rider that you have an eye on?
1: I haven't really watched many kids coming up. You know, Brandon Price, obviously, you know, trained with him over the winter at my house and rode with him quite a bit, and uh, he's, he's uh, doing really well. There's, there's a bunch of them, you know. It's, uh, they're, they're young and got a lot to learn, but uh, I've been there. There's some good talent coming up, and uh, hopefully they uh, work hard at it and, um, you know, approach it as a business. So, uh, Brandon Price would be my pick. He's, uh, upcoming kid. Obviously he, uh, he showed he's got the speed at, uh, Atlanta. So, uh, he's my pick.
0: Is there any amateurs you got an eye on? Oh, man. Uh, that's, that, know, this is the toughest part right here. These rapid fire questions, toughest part of the interview.
1: Well, he just turned pro. I guess Scotty Coates, he's from, from Florida here, but, uh, he's not an amateur. He's, uh, done two nationals, didn't make the main events, but, uh, He's an upcoming kid that, uh, that I've been looking at. All
0: right. I like it. So, uh, I'm a numbers kind of guy. So why were you national number 31? And then why are you running number two?
1: There's only, uh, there was a, not even, I think two or three single digit numbers, you know, when I, when I had to pick one and, uh, obviously Scotty Parker, you know, it was pretty cool that, uh, that, that number was available that he had. So, uh, I just picked number two because of Scotty Parker, really. And uh, 31, I think it was. I think I was 32 when I was amateur, so I think we kind of stuck stuck in that range, you know.
0: I gotcha. Do you have a favorite racetrack? It could be one that you've rode, one that you've uh, you know watched on TV. It doesn't have to be flat track. Do you have a favorite track?
1: My favorite track is Hagerstown, Maryland. Wow. That's my favorite track. I wish. Uh, I wish we could go back there. That place, uh, I've won a lot of races there, and uh, it's just a fun racetrack.
0: It definitely fit your style. I loved it. Uh, every time we went there, we knew where you were at because uh, the disc brake was glowing red on the back of the, of the bike. What do you do with all your trophies?
1: You know what? I'm sitting in my office, and uh, they're they're all over the place right now. Um, when we moved to Florida, it's kind of a bummer. I, I threw quite a bit of stuff out. Um and I, and when I got down here, I'm like, man, I should have just took off all the placards and and put them all on one wall, you know. Cause, uh, but they're they're a little bit everywhere. There's some in the office, some in the bedroom, some. You walk in my house and there's some kind of motorcycle trophy or, or whatever around.
0: I, I think you have a motorcycle actually in your front, right by the front door.
1: I do. It's actually above my TV, probably 20 feet up in the air. Um, There's an XR 750, brand new, never been started. And uh, below that, I actually just finished my second XR. It's brand new, never been started. So I have two XRs in my living room.
0: (laughs) Are you saving those for your son?
1: (laughs) That's my 401k.
0: There you go. There you go. I love it. That's your retirement package. That's what flat trackers do. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> what are you going to miss the most when you stop racing?
1: Uh, seeing the people and uh, fans and friends, probably, I would say. Okay. Uh, met a lot of people, met a lot of cool people and friends, and, uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, obviously I'll probably see them, you know, here and there, but, uh, you know, we become pretty close, you know, where we see everybody every weekend, and uh, so, yeah, that's that would, that would be it.
0: All right, what are you gonna miss the least?
1: Traveling. Really? I I'm I hate traveling lately. It's uh, getting on the planes and traveling and rental cars and motels and yeah, it's it's tough. I, that's the only thing I hate about what I do. And it's been probably I don't know four years since I've uh, hated it. <laughs> so so yeah, I'm I'm not gonna miss the traveling.
0: Does it change a little bit when you get married and have a, a little one to take care of too? Is that maybe part of the reason you don't like it as much?
1: No, because I hated it before before okay. the, the the my son. So it's uh, it's one of those things that it wears on you. So.
0: I got you. I I would have to agree with that. You know, the hotel rooms and the airplanes and all that gets, it gets old real quick. A lot of people, you know, think that what we do is amazing, but you know, some of that stuff can go away in my opinion too. So you've started uh, racing 25 years ago. You've been pro since 1993. So you've raced some of the best in our sport. Who's been the best racer you ever competed against?
1: I would say Chris Carr, you know, Chris, uh, obviously, you know, when I won the championship in 06, you know, every race we were pretty much battling. So, uh, you know, Chris, you know, great guy, still a great guy and, uh, taught me a lot. And, uh, so yeah, Chris would be my pick and, uh, you know, I've raced with Ricky Graham, Scotty Parker, Springer, you know, all those guys. But, um, uh, I think the one that pops in my head the most is Chris, because I got the, you know, I race him, more than than those guys, so uh, so yeah, Chris Chris would be it.
0: Great answer, man. Thanks so much for the time. Before I let you go, do you want to say thanks to anyone?
1: Oh uh, yeah, definitely. You know, Team Nyla for sure, John Weiss, Nyla. You know, they've uh, they've pretty much uh, rejuvenated me uh, this year, and uh, they're good supporters. So uh, it's it's good to be with them. Dave Atherton and and his wife Vicky. And uh, obviously, my wife, you know, for dealing with me, you know, last year was uh, was pretty pretty terrible. So, so uh, yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of people that make it happen, and uh, so yeah, thanks, thanks mostly to uh, John Weiss.
0: Awesome. I've got uh, one more favor for you. I've got an actual uh, Cycle News cover that's blown up poster size from the very first race that I announced, which was the Topeka Half Mile. You just happened to win that race, so I've got to get mine autographed by Kenny Coolbath so I can hang it on the wall. I've I've had it in my closet in a frame, but I got to get it autographed. Will you do that for me? Yes, sir. All right, sounds good. I'm gonna, also I'm going to bid on one of your number plates because uh, I'm gonna, I'm trying to wait until you win one. But uh, you know, I just you, you got which one should I wait for? Should I wait for Texas or do I need to wait for Springfield or which one? Ah, uh,
1: well, Texas. That's my plan.
0: Okay. All right. I'll I'll start getting my bidding thumbs ready to go. Kenny Kulbeth, thank you so much for your time. And, uh, man, you've been uh, a hero of mine. I love watching you on the racetrack, and I hate that it's your last year, but I totally get it. Uh, Thanks for your time, and we'll see you down in Texas.
1: All right, Scotty. Take it easy. Thanks.
0: Special shout-out to Dave and Kathy Honig of Flat Track Photos for providing the picture of Kenny Kulbeth this week. And I want to give them an extra special shout-out because they've been to over 600 Grand Nationals in a row. I thought I was doing something at 162, but 600? Wow. Looking forward to next week's guest, a racer-turned-mechanic whose rider may challenge Kenny Coolbeth for the win at Texas. I'll talk to you all next week before I head to the Lone Star State.